Coco. Welcome to the next installment of the Yummy Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I'm a comedy writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything from a daytime talk show hosted by Sherry Shepard will now succeed the Wendy Williams Show. Also, Arthur, as in Arthur the Aardvark, has ended after 25 seasons. Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites. Ooh, Solar Opposites. Workers have unionized with the animation guilds. It's very exciting. We might be going to war soon. I hope not. I hope we are all um, on the same wavelength as uh as me we'll see anyway i'm currently watching inventing anna and waiting with bated breath to find out who gets married on love is blind later this week how are you i hope you had a nice 2 joining me on the show this week is journalist world traveler bon vivant Matthew Wright. They are amazing. Check them out at Do It Right. That's uh, with a W-R-I-G-H-T on IG and Wright underscore affair on Twitter. That's W-R-I-G-H-T underscore affair on Twitter. But first up, some housekeeping. If you like this show, please rate and review. It's how you can help people to find the show. Let's kick things off with a replay of the sketch Wash Up featuring Ashley Shine. Sketch. Sketch. Two black women are filming a sketch for the show Whitest People Who Don't Know You. White on the set. And action. Girl, I am so sweaty. Me too, Nichelle. Oh my goodness. What a great run. <sighs> we'll need to take some serious showers after this, right, Candace? Oh, it's so hot out. Um... I mean, I guess. I usually just throw some water on my face after a workout to get all the, you know, all the salts out. What? You you don't shower after a run? <laughs> you know. That's weird. No, no, it's not. Like, don't you know it's not necessary to bathe every day? Um, you know, using soap every day, that, that rids the body of natural oils. Where is this coming from? Who taught you not to wash? Well, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, they don't bathe every day. Even Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard, they wait until their kids stink before they get a yeah, bath. Yeah, those are rich, 
white people. I'm talking about oh. regular ass black folks like you and me, okay? Wait, uh-uh. Can we stop? Um, stop please? Is there something wrong? Crew, stand by. You okay, Nichelle? Well, I'm afraid this is offensive. Why? I, I wrote it, and I've been reading a lot of Robin D'Angelo, and, uh, you know, I was trying to highlight the diversity and the values and the bathing practices within the black community. I don't know. When I answered this casting call on Facebook, I didn't know it was going to be this weird. I mean, it's supposed to be funny. It, it mentions white people not showering. And then I like how it normalizes bathing, but still gives space for those who don't. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to be the good guys here. Look, come on. Come on. We're losing light. Can we please move on? But you're a white guy writing about two black women and one doesn't wash. And then you mentioned rich white influencers. <laughs> I just. I don't feel comfortable about that. I think it's fine. But that's the thing. We don't have to see things the same way because we're black. Wait, what? We To see things the same way? We don't have to see things the same way because we're black. We, we don't have we to, don't see, have to things see things the things same, the same way. way. Yeah. Oh my God. What, what was that flash of light? Oh, whoa. Michelle? Yes? You've realized the most important thing. I did? Wait. She, she, she did? did? Mm. You've realized that you don't need the white man's validation. <laughs> I don't? Oh, I feel... Oh, I feel dizzy. Oh my god, I need to sit down. Hey, hey, this is sketch comedy. It's supposed to be topical, and bathing is what black Twitter is talking about right now. No, no, no I mean, bathing and, and not bathing, it's just not funny anymore. And to be honest, I don't think black Twitter is, is on that right now. They're on something else. You know, it wasn't just about bathing. It was actually a moment for commentary on conserving water as water becomes more scarce on a warming planet. Finish him! Finish him! He's virtual signaling! Doesn't she mean virtue signaling? Ugh, whatever. Virtue signaling. Vanish you, white comedy director! Well, whatever. You haven't seen the last of me. He's gone. Thanks, good witch. <laughs> Talk about a wash-up. <laughs> now that's funny. Awesome. Let's get into my talk with Matthew Wright. Hey, Matthew. Hey, thanks Hi. so much for having me. Thank you for being here. This is an incredible treat. We're, you know, we're going to talk about drag race and travel. Um, you are a journalist. You are a world traveler. 
um, which is also really sweet, is that you travel with your mom. So I want to know all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of telling me about yourself, you know, just to, to, to quote the help, you know, you was smart, you was kind, you was important. So like, you're amazing. Um, but like, to, to tell people a little bit about yourself and, and kind of uh, get a sense of you. So I wanted to combine two questions. One icebreaker question that I asked, uh, that I've asked before is like, you know, if you were given like oodles of money to open your own bar anywhere around the world, um, what would be the theme? Where would it be? Um, but then also, you know, to tie it in with drag, um, what if it was like you could open up any kind of drag bar? So like, what would your also what would your drag name be? Um, are you a performance queen? Are you a comedy queen, pageant queen, fluid? Like what? Like, you know, so where in the world would you have this bar, the theme? And then you'd be like, you know, the the grand dame of the of the bar. So like, what would be your your name? Okay. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's already such a loaded <laughs> question. Um, so much. I know. So definitely, I think that. Well, first off, I think I would open my bar in Thailand Ooh. because I'm like obsessed with Thailand, and I like love the food and like love the culture, and I've been, and it's an amazing time. And yes. I also just love the drag scene there. I mean, I've. I was, I mean, Drag Race Thailand was one of the first, if not the first international version of the show. And I was watching that pretty hardcore. So, you know, I definitely think that I would probably go in that route. I have kind of thought about different names if I like wanted to do anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The one that I have, or the two that I have, excuse me, are Hoochie Mama St. James. And also I ate a cookie. So if somebody steal those, those are both mine. I ate a cookie and Hoochie Mama St. James. Those are both So I I ate would be your first name, Cookie, last name. No, it's Ieda. It's Ieda. You got to kind of say it. Oh, Ieda. Yeah, Okay, so Ieda. Ieda. Mm-hmm. So that would be your first name of the the house cookie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. Okay. Or Hoochie um, Mama St. James. So then the Hoochie Mama would be the first part and then the St. James. <laughs> Hy- not hyphenated, just exactly just smushed together. I feel um, like are some stars between the sides hyphens. We gotta ooh. spice it up. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's some nice. That's some nice font there. Um. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, what about uh, St. James? Where does the St. James come from? I don't know. I just kind of was, you know. It's very sophisticated. Well, the Hoochie Mama part <laughs> came from that song, Hoochie Mama. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah about Hoochie Mama. So I built from there, and I just kind of was like, "Oh, St. James feels, you know, bougie, expensive. You know, it sounds like it's gonna be, you know, some money behind it." Nice. So it's like classy, bougie, mm-hmm. ratchet. So it's like exactly. you know, all together. Okay. So it's very mm-hmm. like um, Megan The Stallion exactly. um, inspired. Nice. Nice. Feel like I would be a performance like dance queen. I'm not one that feels like I need to do a split and stuff like that to be able yeah. to sell a song because I feel like you know some of the girls be relying on a split and whatever yeah. and they're dancing. To yeah. Sell that and I'm like I don't need to do all of that even though I because I can't but yeah, I don't need to do too. that. <laughs> you know, because I got you know, hips of a goddess. Watch how I throw them. And, yes. You know, like, shake, shake, shake. So I feel like I would be a performance queen Ooh. and a comedy queen, too. I feel like I'm quick on my feet and quick-witted. Uh-huh. So I feel like, yeah, those would be the the different routes that I would go for that. So, like, fluid, basically. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I'm really kind of, like, lately I've been into fashion a lot more. So I probably would be, like, just, like, a little underhanded a fashion queen as well. Yeah, so you'd be like, you know, sporting like new fits on mm-hmm. Insta, um, giving giving everyone, um, you know, uh, makeup tips, fashion well, tips. Well, not even new 
not even new. I'm definitely like a fan of retro. So even kind of going back and doing some old fashioned looks and whatnot. So just kind of uh-huh. playing around with, it. yeah. That's what I love about Angeria. Angeria gives me very like fashion fair. Like I remember Pat Cleveland talking about doing these like it was like for Ebony magazine, like these like fashion shows where like they travel with like um Beth Ann Hardison. Like she she gives me that kind of vibe. That's why I love about her. Um and uh so she's a total she's pageant queen so she was having like this week she was having some difficulties like with mm-hmm. the comedy even though she's hilarious also she could be fluid if she wanted but like yeah. i think she maybe got into her head this week and mm-hmm. um so what do you did you see this week's episode i sure did i sure did it was so, kind of underwhelming because I kind of wanted somebody to go home. But oh, well. Yeah, that was interesting. It was like all of a sudden and they seemed OK with it, especially Diabetti mm. is, you know, she's she just wanted them to talk about her and like she wants some validation and then she got it. And they're like, OK, lip sync. It, yeah, nobody went home. Yeah, for sure. And I was just kind of like, uh, I guess. And it was weird because I felt like this was definitely a week where there were, you know, while everyone did a good job, there were clear yeah. people who didn't do good or didn't do as well as others. And I don't know if it was just because they've kind of been fan favorites or whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, they definitely kept them around. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> I wonder why. Do you think it's because of cornbread like they're feeling the effects where like they had to keep one this week like it was mm. like too soon to let one go like if they let one go because they, they they do have a certain number of episodes that they have to fulfill so it's like is that why they kept them on this week who knows who knows i mean it's definitely like a huge hole and i mean because cornbread being gone is like devastating because i was definitely kind of expecting her to be in the top if not taking yeah. it all away kind of bummed out that she didn't make it but oh well but mm, I guess yeah yeah so okay so like um yeah because uh you know for the first time ever this this is a really I, I I wanted to talk to you um because I know you love drag race um I love drag race too um but this has actually been like a really good season um I thought that um the all-stars was really good um uh previously um, but then like this season I've, I've gotten into last season. I didn't watch it all season 13. Um, I totally missed it. I need to go back to it. Um, but that was what got Mick, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, ha- I have to go back. Um, now that I have like my VH1 hooked up, like I got my parents-in-law account. I'm, I'm all straight with that. Like I can, I could totally like go back in time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for the first time ever, what I, what I love about this one is that like, you know, you have like, um, for trans women in the running, I mean, uh, now three because Cornbread's no, no longer, you know, in the running for the $100,000 cash prize, the mm-hmm. title of the next drag superstar, Carrie Colby, I love, Bosco, Jasmine Kennedy, then Cornbread, who had to leave for the ankle in- uh, injury. Who are your favorites? So Cornbread is out. Um, hopefully Cornbread will be in season 15. Maybe they'll, they'll make space for her. Who, who are you gunning for right now? I mean, it's obvious that Angeria is kind of like the go-to favorite for this yeah. season, but I feel like the one person who has actually surpri- surprised me the most and who I've actually grown to really just adore is Willow Pill. I think that oh yeah, is phenomenal. I love her fashion. I love how outside of the box she is. And it's weird because I definitely was kind of like, well, who is this girl when it was the first episode? But I think by yeah. the end of it, I was 
definitely kind of like drinking that Kool-Aid. Especially um, the the bathtub moment, like yes. that, that jokey, like um, Enya music. And then Enya. she dumps the uh, spaghetti and meatballs in the tub. And yeah, they were like, who is girl. this? She, you know, her first look, I was definitely like, girl, what you doing with them flip flops? But yes, you know, she's definitely a fashion girl. She's definitely killing it as far as like her looks and whatnot. So I've definitely been watching out for her. And that jumpsuit was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And even like the one, the whole chaps one that they had to do with the black. Oh, I really yeah. loved that one. I the hands. That was really, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was really. Uh-huh. And then the little terrifying creature one. I actually kind of felt like she should have won that challenge, even though that Georgish, I think, got that one. But yeah. Do you um, think Georgis won because Georgis added a little dance to it? Like she really sold the outfit. I think a lot of the queens often forget that, like, besides being able to walk down the runway, you need to be able to present the garment and present the fantasy. And I think some of the girls don't really do that. And I'm actually really struggling this season to really connect. I mean, while the stories are good and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and the actual, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the talks and the conversations are great. I'm actually really struggling a lot with this season just to kind of really connect with the girls. And I don't really know why. Ooh. No, I like like them, but I just, I don't know if I feel like, you know, I feel like we're, it's a kind of two different shows because there's some girls who I feel like are up here at a good level. And then there's other people who I'm like, okay, what show are you on? Like, um, I don't know, Maddie Morphosis, for instance. Well, (laughs) I I don't know. I feel like (laughs) I kind of have a controversial opinion. I don't know. I don't necessarily dislike what Maddie showed out on the runway with, I just feel like she could have done better. Um, do I think she lost that she lip sync? She held back a lot. She did hold back a lot. And the other person I feel like is holding back a lot this season is Deja. And that's really yes. frustrating. Seamstress, mm-hmm. beautiful, talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I feel like they're, you know, they're so worried about this whole like family camaraderie thing, which is great. And that's, you know, whatnot. But I think that, they are forgetting that it is a competition. So this is a best friends race. I mean, and it's great if you want to make friends and be sisterhood, cheetah girls, sister girls all afterwards, but <laughs> there's no need for it. You know, it's just like, okay, we need to focus on what we're here to do. And I just feel like they aren't really all doing that. And then when they're not doing that, they listen to Daya complain about being safe until last week. So, mm-hmm, <laughs> and, and Daya, I, I didn't really like her outfit. I didn't mm-mm, like it. Mm-mm. It didn't was like very generic. Outfit. This last yeah. runway, yeah, it was very generic. It was like 1920s mobster chaps. I I, I was not feeling it. Or maybe it like express it. yourself, like Madonna express yourself. I don't know. Definitely was giving those vibes, but I feel like it was a look that like the base of it was done better by someone else. I just wasn't blown. I don't even, like can't even off the top of my head think of but like the idea of just like a white suit. I feel like we've seen those before and just like yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't blown away. Now, who I was kind of like, okay, this is interesting. And who I was for once kind of like, okay, was Jasmine Kennedy. I thought that was an interesting take on the concept. And I thought that, you know, that was fun. I felt like if it was me, I would have done something completely out of the box and actually gone out with like a whole bunch of lips or something and then made them chat. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh no. (laughs) Skin hanging off and like, and then as you're walking, like you're putting some kind of like, exactly. Exactly. Cause you have to think outside of the box. Yeah. It's not literally chaps on the runway. You know, if you want to do safe, do safe. There's nothing wrong with that, but let's just get a little bit creative, you know? 
Yeah. That's just what I would have done. Right. I forgot that I forgot if this was the chaps, but like I remember it was like milk or something years ago, dressed up as like the um six flags, that mm, old man mm-hmm. six flags. It, it, I mean it got her in trouble, but like I um, that's definitely was, I think that may have been one of the seasons that I <laughs> that you skipped. I, I skipped, yeah. Oh, that was a good one. I feel like oh, no. There are a few in like the middle that I was just kind of like, this isn't really doing it for me just because I was kind of underwhelmed. But, you know, I have my favorites for sure. So who are your all time favorites? I mean, Alyssa Edwards is one of my all time favorites. Does it have to be strictly U.S.? No, I know you love Thailand. I I yeah. love to. I need I need to check out Thailand. I love I love Priyanka in the uh, Canada. Priyanka was fun. Um, I yeah. was obviously team Jimbo and team Lemon, but I'm also nice. team. But I'm also team Pangina Hills. Yeah. No, that's that's Canada. Those are Canada. That girls. was Canada too. Okay, okay. Uh huh. But Pangina, the judge who's on UK versus the world right now, that's currently she's like amazing. I love her so much. But I uh-huh. actually, if I had to give like my top ten. As I like now try to get this right. Okay. Uh, top Shan- 10. I know, uh-huh. right? Shangela at the top. Just love. You know, yeah, I just feel like iconic. Hallelujah. All of it, you know. I love that she has like so many like IMBD credits because she's that Yes. Girl. Yeah. Um hmm. more so than Willem, who used to always be like, Oh, I'm in this, this, that. Exactly. I'm exactly. Doing all this acting, acting. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, Shangela. Mm-hmm. Shangela mm-hmm. acts. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously Simone, because she's kind of yes. it right now. Yeah. Um Bob. That was last season's winner. Correct. Bob. Love Bob. Bob's yeah. one of my all-time favorites that I follow on Insta. Mm-hmm. Love okay, Bob. That's uh-huh. three. That's three already. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That's kind of hard when you have to really get on. So I'm gonna throw in one the second. Um, Angela Nung, who won the second season of Drag Race Thailand, and mm-hmm. she was actually the first trans woman to win Drag Race. Oh, um, oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so she's history. She's history. Excuse me. Yes, um, that's four, five. I would have to say I really loved. Um, oh my god, I'm going blank. <laughs> From the New York, from the, um, not New York, the, um, from the LA show, from the US show, or it was a, another international? I'm just thinking, well, I'm trying to think of like the 10, like in just in general, I, yeah. if I was going to have to like from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I said four. Okay. Because I'm yeah. also trying to like diversify it because all of my list was going to be real black. If I didn't hey, that's okay. <laughs> Monet, Monet Exchange is one of my other favorites. I'm going to say Jada as number five. Ooh, okay. Um, oh, I love candy. Oh, my God. I can't believe I was forgetting candy. Oh. I love candy. Which one is candy? Candy Muse from last season. Oh, okay. I have to you say. You don't got star quality, then you don't. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Okay. I have to know. So that's six. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like, oh, these are also recent too. Oh, Silky, duh. Latrice. Oh duh. my God. Silky Ganache um had that amazing uh lip sync for your life mm-hmm. in the All-Stars. That was actually, incredible. A few years ago, I actually interviewed Silky a few, and she wow. was just so, she was so sweet. I enjoyed talking with oh her. Oh my so much. goodness. What a personality. I, I know, right? I think I'm like an eight, but I think I mean they mostly black ones. Let's just be real. Okay. Let's call it space. That's, that's Awesome. You know, I root for the black queens and then I yes. root for the porter. You know, I root for everybody that's, you know, 
that I like, but the black uh-huh. queens definitely get top billing. But yes. I definitely want, you know, my Puerto Rican girls. I need them to win a season or two. Mm-hmm. Yara Sofia. I know, Alexa Mateo. You know, we need one of them yes, to, pull, yes. you know, something. Deserve. Yeah. We deserve. But, mm. but I also, I mean, just, you know, all the different drag shows are great. I also watch uh, Dragula. And so, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, mm-hmm. too. Uh-huh. And it's a lot of fun, too. So they actually also had a little bit of, you know, they were definitely trailblazing in a diversity front a little bit ahead of Drag Race, in my opinion. Oh, wow. So they had, you know, um, they had queer women partake. Mm-hmm. They had a straight cis, um, drag man, drag queen who performed, you yeah. know, on the beginning of the season. So great show as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like Dragula had more room to learn from Drag Race's mistakes. Like they were able to to. I don't know how I don't know how long for sure the the Dragula has been going on, but I feel like it's, it's been new. shorter. Yeah, it's been shorter for than uh, than Drag Race, so it's like they they've had more like um, more information to to and data to to glean from in order to to craft this show. It's very crafty. It is Dragula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very like low budge. Well, no, no, no. They've definitely gotten a budget they, this last. Yes. Because they're on Shutter now, they got some yeah. money behind. Them a little they bit got now. a little money. My friend went to a live show recently that they had in LA. Uh, I want to say it was around like Halloween, but it was like it was like this massive. Um, I want to say it was like the finale or something of like this past season. Um, but yeah, it's just like I don't know. They like eat bugs and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I can only watch a little bit. Oh, oh no, God. I love all that stuff. <laughs> so okay, go, di- diabetic ate a bug. And Diabetti was like, I eat butt, whatever. Like, I'll, I'll just, I'll eat it. Like, I, I'm City. like, that's not equivalent. That's not she's from Kansas <laughs> City. That makes sense. Oh, they eat like, bugs? They eat bugs over look, there? Look, as a St. Louisan at heart, yes. I definitely feel like, you know, they're kind of a wild card, those folks over there. Or right. <laughs> I mean, they got good barbecue. Like, why Why they need to be eating bugs? <laughs> I mean, that's where they start, you know, barbecue some bugs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No disrespect for, to Kansas City. I love Kansas City. Yeah. I love the Negro League ba- Baseball Museum that's in Kansas Lo- City. Lots of history. Yes, <laughs> yes. Jazz. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, that was uh, that was a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and she did like a little dance, and then and then ate it. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if Cornbread gave her that a thousand dollars that she promised her, but you know, she, she probably needed them for her medical bills. I would be like, psych, I needed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. But um, but yeah, diabetes um going through transformation. I did not like her garment that she was like so proud of the week before. Um, and it was totally because you were we were talking about that, like, you know, selling it, like selling your 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 outfit. And like, yeah, she put a lot of work into um, the uh, it was like the Glamazon event where like they they found all these like random things on Amazon um, through packages mm-hmm. and then put an outfit together. And I was like, you know, I did this. I made the socks. I made the shoes. I made this. I made that. But it was just like. um you know, she's doing the same makeup that she did the week before. It wasn't, it wasn't like elevated. It was just, it was a baby doll dress. It was, it was cute, but like, there was nothing like, um, there was nothing spectacular about her look, but Especially like. Especially after she bulldozed her opinion through the willow being like, oh, yes. I'm going to do this concept and then I'm going to be upset about it when it wasn't, when it underperformed. So. 
Yeah. And it's just like, it's fine. You can both have baby doll dresses that that's like that. That's a possible thing. Mm -hmm. How many times have we had runways where people have, you know, done the, you know, and it's just a competition of who does it better. That's the point of drag race. You want to beat the best. Right, right. What are your other thoughts? Like, because uh, so you're saying that you you haven't really been able to connect with with the queens. Is it is it because they are too um, into being nice to each other, or like what what's your vibe? Well, maybe connect. And what do you, like what the, do you think they could do to improve? I don't know if connect is the problem because it's really not an issue of connecting. Because I feel like all you know the, they all have great stories, and you know I've really enjoyed the some of the stories. I think what I'm missing is like. To me, there's no, you know, there's clear division amongst who, in my opinion, is there to perform and who's going to do good and who's just there. And I just yeah. feel like that's where the disconnect is. And I just feel like, like, for me, there's clear people who I can see in the competition is going the way, the distance. But then there's other people I'm like, okay, why are they still there? So I, I think, uh, I guess, Diabetti falls into that cat- category. Exactly, exactly. Like, why is she still there? Mm-hmm. especially because you went home the first episode like you you literally or even if you weren't the first girl you were in the second episode you were the one of the first girls to get home at first yeah so. um so so things that i i haven't seen happen yet which i find kind of weird is that they didn't have a, a reading game like they didn't they didn't read each other yet i feel like that usually happens when there's like a fuller group and they they're still have like eight queens left um they didn't had re- they haven't read each other and they haven't done snatch game I think we'll be seeing that all in like the next episode or two or whatever. We'll be seeing that very soon. Yeah, but like um I'm wondering I'm, I'm wondering why they didn't do that do that earlier. Um there are some things that uh that I definitely miss. Like it, it's it's not in its heyday anymore, but I I I do I do love the season. I I've been I've been loving it and I do I do want to see more from Daya. I love um not Diabetti, uh, from, from Deja. I love Deja. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Lady Camden. I do as well. So cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I well, love that lip sync. I thought that was yes. fun. Yeah. So cute. With her kicks and like belly spins. Mm-hmm. Adorable. I love Bosco. Bosco is awesome. I'm probably, I mean, I, I definitely, um, I love Angeria too. So I guess for me, it's like between Angeria and Bosco. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know I who think, could, You don't think Willow's do in there? You don't see Willow? I see Angeria, Willow. Um, I do see Bosco and Lady Camden. That's who I see us kind of being the top four. Well, yeah. Th- those, yeah, those are definitely the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and Asia can be like a maybe in that one. In and make it make it in in the top five. Mm-hmm. Those yeah, I I doubt, those definitely align with with who I would love to see go further. But who I'd like to win uh, would be probably like Angeria or maybe Bosco. But then I do love I do love Will Will Pill too. I love little Will Pill. <laughs> um, I think that she yeah she's just she's she is a fluid queen. Mm-hmm. Um, fashion comedy. Uh, we have not seen her dance yet, so I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't know if she could turn out like, a, mm-hmm. like say, Jasmine or something. But right. like, well, so you thought Jasmine, turned, you thought Jasmine turned it out in that lip sync? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess 
it was easy just as she said well that was easy because it was against maddie who's like super stiff still did not did not get out of that country outfit like (laughs) take the country outfit off she was maddie was serving serving comedy i just i don't know look look I am Beyonce stand down boots. Yes, sugar mama. So, yes. You know, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna see how you're selling this song to me. And if you aren't gonna be able to give me Beyonce, then you just need to do something comedy like Maddie did, which I can appreciate. Did I think Jasmine so Beyonce? Ooh, but no. who can sell Beyonce though? But who could Trinity K Bonet? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but Trinity K. Bonet is a lip sync queen. That that's her specialty. Jasmine has claimed that she's a lip sync queen and she could dance the house. You know, she did all of that uh, talking. She's and very that young. I was kind of like, <laughs> you know, I just was like, for the energy of Sugar Mama and what I know this song is supposed to be given, I just was not seeing it, even though we were getting our we again, tricks do not make a lip sync all the time. Ooh, she was yeah it was it was sex it was just like ass uh titties you know uh it, 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 on it the floor it wasn't sex on beat like it wasn't yeah. like like you know there's just there's a way to dance and fill your oops to a beyonce song that you should you should be hitting that yes 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 you need to be hitting that and i just wasn't <laughs> feeling like she was hitting, i feel like she was off of the yeses and she wasn't really hitting the yes 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 and i was just like nah Mm-mm. The girls was getting up to her performance, and I was just like, "This isn't, this isn't given what it's supposed to be given." So, if it was like a real competitor, like a Georges, Jasmine probably would have gone home. I really would have rather, have, yeah. If we would have seen, I mean, again, Rue is interesting in how she chooses who wins a lip sync because there was another lip sync, Carrie Colby, <laughs> that I was mm-hmm. like. How did Carrie win this? But you oh, know, I forgot. I forgot about that. You know, Who was so, that? that was against um Orion. Alyssa? No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's what got her her eliminated. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you know, that was another one. Where I was just like, what was the deciding decision, and what what was the deciding factor, or whatever. And I don't know. I just wasn't really living for that Jasmine lip sync. I don't know. I just. <sighs> Sugar Mama um, is an iconic song, and I just was kind of underwhelmed. I wasn't like I was more excited for the song than I was for the lip sync. Yeah, just it just wasn't sweet. It wasn't, <laughs> but you liked uh, it. You liked it. I liked it, of course, because I was just like, ooh, like you know, she's she was giving like you know, sexy dancing, and like you know, it the it was apples and oranges in that moment, like mm-hmm. Maddie Metamorphosis with the fake like gap in her teeth, and then the the colorful dress, and the she just looked like um, Raggedy Ann, like <laughs> you know, to me it was like no comparison. Like cha- I would have, cha- I would have made her change her clothes, but like I I I liked it. I, I don't know just, that Jasmine wasn't terrible i just was not blown away as wow. i mean and maybe it was because she was next to Je- maddie that she was maybe looking like she was doing a lot more but meh. so so when did like drag come into your life like i i remember as a kid uh like I, I had a, I had a, a really bad day. Like I was, I was visiting a cousin or something in, in Philly, and then like 
couldn't I, I was supposed to meet my dad at the at Penn Station. I didn't I didn't meet him. I was stuck in the city. I ended up going to um meet my one of my sisters and she told me where to go and I go to this restaurant and it's Lucky Chang's. Like I had no I I had no idea. And uh and I was uh in such a bad mood and then I'm being served and I'm like, oh, these are drag queens. Like it just like totally like just lifted my spirits and and I I'll always remember that. So do you have uh, a moment where like it came into your life and you're like, oh, I love this. Well, actually, for so it's so funny that we're talking we're talking about traveling too because mm-hmm. my uncle is actually um, a drag queen as well. Wow. Um, and so he, well, he was a dancer at first, a dancer at in first. St. Louis. No, he's in New York. He's around the corner. Oh, from here. oh, um, nice. So actually, my uncle was a dancer. He used to dance with um, on Vogue and with Janet. And like a few wow. other people. So he's actually in the Janet Jackson documentary. I'm doing a little shout out to you. Uncle. What? Which episode? I think he's like in the last frame because he was in a few videos and he used to do all of that with her and whatnot. So, so in the like the Tina Landon years or in the like Paul Abdul? Oh my like God. You're putting me on, you're putting me like... on the spot. No, in the after part. It's definitely in the boom, boom, pop, pop, pop era. I think it's the Paula era. Okay. All right. So like control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like the videos were in color. It wasn't when she was doing the, (laughs) you know, the rhythm nation and whatnot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think that, I think that was Tina Landon. I'm making myself seem like a, not a Janet fan, but I love Janet. So let me, yeah, of course. Um, but no, but it's so not I, something that we talk about every day because, like, we don't we don't talk about Janet enough. Well, we were just I haven't watched. I'm terrible. I need to watch the documentary. I've just been, you know, catching up on all the other TV that's out because how dare yeah, they have so much. I think they had Drag Race and the Janet Doc on the same night one night, and I yes. was like, um, but no. So my uncle, back to him, was a dancer. Mm-hmm. And then um, was dancing in Mexico and then dancing in Italy for a bit. And then actually was in Australia and was a drag what? queen in Australia. Um, and actually um, his or his name or her name, excuse me, is Supernova. Um, and she had like mm-hmm. albums and everything and like was all of this and was a singer in Australia. And it was like really, really big. And I like grew up pretty much being like, oh, my God, obsessed. He was even like on a TV show in Australia at one point. Yeah, so I always kind of had this, like, appreciation for drag. So actually, when Drag Race first came out, I didn't really watch it at first because Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, well, I don't need to watch that because I grew up around this. I don't need, you know, (laughs) just being weird about it. So it took me a little bit to come around. But no, he still does drag. And actually, when we go to Supernova. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh And even, like, um, and, like, it's a lot more... um, crafty he's a little bit more of a crafty queen these days is kind of yeah. doing it on his you know at, as he gets more into his wisdom mm-hmm. um but yeah so he's always at different clubs at drag con it's so funny because i've been to drag con a few rupaul's drag con a few times with him in and la just like, no in new york the one that's in new york oh okay and just like having there's people who even come up to him after of every year or whatever who come and like oh my god let me get a picture and it's so cool because it's like oh my god look at that Oh my goodness, Supernova. Mm-hmm. S-U-P-A-N-O-V-A. Ooh. Oh wow. <laughs> Supernova. Um I'm thinking of uh the the 
the queen that that won the first uh, drag race? BB Zahara Benet. Yeah. You think? Oh, oh, you think that they favor, or you think that her yeah. style? Yeah, yeah, oh. they have a they have a similar a the similar vibe, like the animalistic yeah. fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the the animalistic, um, but it's very like um, like eighties, nineties at the tunnel, mm-hmm. um, like like pose era, like very mm-hmm. classic. Oh, I love it. I love a hairdresser, the 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 headdress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, what a beautiful queen. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with that. So that's, yes, <laughs> so it's part of my you know childhood and whatnot. Um. So so you're so okay. So Supernova is a traveler, obviously mm-hmm. having lived in Australia. What what steered you into like a wonderless kind of life? Like where you you're, well, you're Sagittarius. <laughs> okay, I'm a cancer. Well, no, actually, Sag you know, travels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very avid travelers. Well, actually, my grandmother, um, my granny, as I like to call her at the time, um, she uh-huh. used to travel a lot as well. So she used to go to Jerusalem and a lot of those places in like the Middle East and whatnot because she went through a lot of religions growing up. So while mm-hmm. she was going through all these religions, my uncle was kind of going through all of his stuff and, you know, transformations. And mm-hmm. so, you know, traveling has always been a big family thing. Um, I also like to tell myself that I was a history nerd as a child. So I used to read like the his- like the history book thoroughly and like mm-hmm. do a lot of like research about places and geography and whatnot. And history mm-hmm. was like my favorite subject. So, you know, I definitely gravitated towards de- like choosing places that I like definitely was like, oh, there's a history element to this that I could go and look at. And you can get direct answers from. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. also my mom and I used to do a lot of traveling um, domestically up until maybe I was in like middle school. Um, and then we started really kind of going, um, traveling a lot. So we used to travel to Jamaica because I th- she was seeing somebody who was, you know, Jamaican <laughs> and whatnot. Stella, be, being Stella got a groove back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we were going so to. You were, were you like Jamaica again? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I was. <laughs> Because that was pretty much a lot of my summers in like middle school and in high school, we would spend several weeks in Jamaica. And like it was great the first week or like when we were staying in like the resort, but then we would stay mm-hmm. with like my mom's husband's family for like mm-hmm. the later weeks. And while I didn't necessarily, they were really nice and sweet people. Mm-hmm. Jamaica is a third world country for like the people who are living there. So like being like in the mix of that is like, you know, it's a minute, you know, it takes a second to kind of get used to. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause I mean, my family's from Haiti. So like there are there blackouts and stuff like, mm-hmm. like when you say like, yeah. Well, so and even just... like the neighborhood that he's from. So at a, mm-hmm. a certain time, they wouldn't even, the taxis wouldn't even go to that neighborhood. That was how. And like, luckily he was like a celebrity in quotes so ooh, he was like a pop star or something like a singer no he was a neighborhood like the neighborhood knows him so oh right that's why i said (laughs) a celebrity in quotes so therefore you know we get taxis when we would need them even though they wouldn't normally take a taxi you Mm -hmm. know there but yeah i mean i was it was a fun time too we got to do be exposed to a lot of stuff 
but that kind of plant. And you got to go to like, I'm sure you got to go to like random spots in Jamaica, like Ochos Rios. Like you went to like. Right. And really I went a few times. Right. And we, places. So, we did it a few, so I went to Ochos Rios a few times. I've jumped from like the, the fall in the grill or whatever. Wow. I've uh, done. I've been to um, Negro restaurant. That's as far as <laughs> Negro I've been. That's it. I've, uh, we went up to Bob Marley's house in the mountains once and like, wow. we, you know, so we've done all of that. My mom has like a driver, go-to driver that she uses. And like, she's, my, we're all, we have very specific things that when we travel, we look for. So her thing is coffee and pizza. So wherever, okay. we, <laughs> wherever we go, she'll try to find like their version of pizza or coffee or now tea. Cause we've recently gotten onto tea. Um, nice. But yeah, so Jamaica was kind of the first, we would go all over the place in Jamaica and do that. So that was my childhood was that. And then by the time I graduated, that was like the high school. That was the first time mm-hmm. we really went beyond. So I went to Italy for um, like a trip. So were, did you have like a sit down? You were like, mom, I, I can't do Jamaica anymore. Like we got to go somewhere else. Well, that's funny you say that because we she literally just went to Jamaica a few months ago. So <laughs> clearly, that's not working. Um, but no. she loves it. She it's like uh, it's like um, Left Eye going to uh, Belize or Costa Rica. Or I literally have to. I'm like, Mom. There's so many other islands in this world at this point. Like I'm so tired. Yeah. But she, you know, she's talked about moving down there and everything and whatnot. You know, I love. Nice. I love, don't get me wrong. I love, 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 love the various things that I've grown to love there. Like Lasco is my favorite. It's like a little powder drink. It's a little powder drink. I actually have some because when my mom went, she brought me some back. Uh I love Blue Mountain Coffee. Oh, yeah. The best, the best. Uh There's this restaurant called the Pork Pit in Montego Bay that has like the best chicken. Mm-hmm. There's also another restaurant called Baba Joe's in Flanca that has like really good fly chicken. That's really good. Um, but yeah, so that's Jamaica. Yeah. But my, we know, so after Jamaica, we went to Italy. Um, we've been to Canada. For the pizza. Right. <laughs> and also just the history. <laughs> my mom also, it's so funny. Whenever we go places, my mom, she'll like, if she has seen a movie that has taken yeah. place in that place, she'll like drive it in the mud overkill. So she was asking every time we were in Italy, she was like, oh my God, did they do gladiator here? Did they do gladiator here? Oh my God, is this what the gladiator thought? <laughs> and then like, when we stop were- Stop talking about gladiator. When we were in Scotland, she kept screaming for freedom from Braveheart. Yeah. And she kept doing that. I did that. I did. I, <laughs> I, I, that's the only other country I've been to. But yeah, Edinburgh, it was, mm-hmm. yeah. I was definitely reminded by it. We were just in Braveheart. Egypt. Yes. Um, she was like constantly asking about Anunks and the Moon and Emotet from the, the mummy and stuff. So she was nice. And when she found out that Anunks and the Moon was a real person, she kind of lost her mind and was like, oh my God. But yeah. What, how do you, how do you prepare? How do you choose? Are you um, looking at a map? Are you, you know, you, you have this, um, you know, knowledge of history, extensive knowledge of history. There, there are um, countries that you're, you're interested in. You did spend time in China. I remember you were telling mm-hmm. me years ago, like in college. Mm-hmm. So like, like, are you um, looking on a map? Are you um, seeing something in the news? Like what, what is it that like makes you decide on where to go? And then also how does COVID now play, play a role in like where you decide? Yeah, for sure. So um, actually um, if I were to say it like this, she would get mad at me, but my mom and I are like pinky in the brain. So okay. 
to <laughs> history and traveling. So what I mean is she goes into a space kind of oblivious and like has a mastermind. I'm the one who's like responsible for knowing like the decorum, the social, political climate and all of this jazz. So like I have to be like, look, this is what's going on. You cannot be acting like this. Get it together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you are you are the journalist too. So like right. you are, that is like in your nature to do the extensive research, exactly. to know everything. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So actually though, um, when it comes down to like how we we are constantly talking about traveling. So maybe every phone call that my mother and I have, the several that we have in a day, there's mm-hmm. some element of travel discussed. There may be, okay, well, what are we going to do when we get to this next place? Okay, well, your birthday is around this time. Can you figure out if your work schedule will accommodate this? Okay, mm-hmm. you know, so we're constantly doing that. So then we're kind of like, okay, well, where are you kind of talking about going? And we both kind of have a list of places that we really kind of want to do. And then we kind of see where they lie on the uh, on each other's axis. So, for example, we just recently did a trip to Egypt. Yes. And, I mean, I really wanted to go to Africa and I wanted to go to Nigeria. So I was like, oh, it. that would be amazing. I was pushing for Nigeria, but my mom was pushing heavily for Egypt. And mm-hmm. so what happens is my mom will look for the flight deals and she'll see who what flight <laughs> deals, you know, are super cheap or whatnot. Cause you know, she'll joke about how she has to pay six hundred dollars for a ticket in like so long because she buys that early out because we're kind of mm-hmm. talking about it literally months in advance. Because so, you go everywhere. You've gone to Asia, you've gone to um you've gone all over the world so and you have not had to pay six hundred dollars for a ticket. It's been a minute since she's paid you know, and a hefty amount for a ticket, you know. That's that we, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll kind of look at that and then we'll start to kind of build up like, how, so we'll see how many days it is mm-hmm. um, in the winter and in the summer, you know, we'll tend to take a trip around my birthday and around her birthday. So I'm a December baby. So it kind of works like right in the middle of Christmas and mm-hmm. right in the middle of Thanksgiving. So I kind of use that to my advantage. Mm-hmm. And then hers is in April. So we kind of play it around with that. So we look at the places and we kind of determine like, okay, well, what's the weather looking like? We could, and that's a definitely a later, like a latest thing that we've had to do because we've been to a few places that we've been like, okay, luckily we just happened to catch this when it wasn't crazy hot or crazy cold because yeah. had we been maybe like a week or two later, you know, it could have been a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, and now COVID's that like added layer that added like research layer huh right exactly so what actually is funny so when we first closed down in march you know in 2020 mm-hmm. we were actually supposed to go to spain like that week when new york closed oh. we were we were supposed, yeah and i was supposed to go to like we were going to do like this huge festival and like all this stuff it was going to be so much fun and that just got torn away from us and i was like ugh, it was terrible so did you get your money back yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So my mom and I had been kind of on standby, kind of playing, waiting to see like what was going to be our first trip. Our mm-hmm. first trip was to Hawaii, um, like, and that was like in April. So that was mm-hmm. like the first time we had done something, and you know, I hadn't known some of the things that I know now regarding like the actual struggles that are happening in Hawaii right now. So had mm-hmm. I known that, I probably would have advocated against going or maybe given more, just like trying to find more like local stuff to do for sure. Um, 
I have a friend that that works for a resort in Hawaii and uh they they've just I think lifted the restrictions like there was a lot of restrictions where you had to like quarantine but but when you went that was deep in the time where you right. had to like so you had sit to in a hotel room for a few days. Well no uh-huh. no 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 so we didn't have to sit in a hotel room. So we were vaccinated okay. and whatnot. So we just had we had proof of vaccination and whatnot and we were able to do everything like normal pretty much but okay. you know we move my household moves very like mask on sanitizer in abundance you know and all that jazz so <laughs> we go out into the world but we're I like, love that sanitizer in abundance <laughs> like I feel like I should put that in my like insta like my descriptor okay and so we you know it was a lot of fun um Egypt was a little bit interesting because they were like we haven't had that many cases and we haven't had that many deaths so you're not going to see a lot of people with masks on and whatnot. So that was really jarring pretty much being in like these crowded spaces and like there weren't masks and a lot of times and like also like us wearing masks and also being Mm -hmm. like black Americans there at that time. It was a very interesting space um, because I had to kind of be on my mom and be like, you can't be having like, I need you to be aware of the surroundings (laughs) because, you know, they're (laughs) awesome. They were offering me camels for her. It was a lot of interesting conversations. Oh, they and- wanted to keep your mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean. Uh, how much for her? <laughs> they were offering. I got offered a thousand camels once for her. <laughs> I mean, I, I find that flattering. Well, I guess. But then on top of that, the other, <laughs> the flip side of that That's was a lot of camels. It was a lot of camels, but I think that that person was joking. But there were several other people who were very serious about like offers of like camels, and I'm just like for marriage. Is-. Yeah, they were like for your mother, and I was like, well, when they found out she was my mom, because a lot of times when we travel, people think that we're a couple at first, and <laughs> and then because like, your mom's very youthful. Yes, lovely, exactly. youthful. Yes, uh-huh. even though I'm like, but we look just alike, so I don't see. Yeah, <laughs> so we always have. We're, there's always this weird window where people think that we're like a couple, and then when they find out that she's my mom, it, like the air kind of like it's like lighter, and they like start they're they're in disbelief that she's my mom, and then uh-huh. they're like, oh my god, like now I can like be a different type of energy that I was at first because they, I don't have to think. No, I can offer her camels. Right. Exactly. And (laughs) so a lot of that. And then lots of just stares. My mom was getting a lot of looks and a lot of pictures in Egypt and like, just not like she was wearing like clothes that like in America would be fine, but Mm -hmm you know, women aren't wearing those types of clothing all the time in shorts. Well, not even just like tight pants. Oh, right. So, you know, my mom has hips. So, Uh (laughs) so that was like a moment watching these people like stare at her body and like, you know, try to take photos. It was a, it was really daunting. I don't think I felt like that since I actually was in China myself and they like touched my hair and whatnot when I was there. So like, it was a weird. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. How did your mom feel about it? Oblivious again. Pinky <laughs> in the brain. That's why I say it's pinky in the brain. She literally goes in these spaces. She's just like, Oh, I'm being me. And I'm like going, I'm like having anxiety and like stress because I have to be like secret service. 
Yeah, like don't kidnap my mom. Yeah, and like I'm wearing sunglasses so that they can't see me staring <laughs> at them, so that they don't know I'm like looking at them. Yeah, because it's your it's your mommy, and you're like you gotta be protective. Yeah, and I'm like I'm like I'm gonna just let them take you, girl, because you doing too much. <laughs> so like, what was the do you, like straight? Have you ever do you collect souvenirs? Like, what's like the strangest souvenir you've brought home from one of your travels? Strange. Um, I don't know if strange. I mean, I like went through a lot. I like bought a lot of stuff in Egypt, but and it was like mm-hmm. a whole process to get all of that stuff too. But we won't say because oh, you have to claim it. Oh, okay. I remember. I mean, my brother. Um, he went to school for a few years in in France and then in Algeria. And he had some weird moments in Algeria where like, you know, he's um, they they think that he he they thought he was Algerian and then like friends had to he he had like a gun pulled on him by like um, army people because he was walking in an area where he wasn't supposed to. And then friends had to be like, no, he's American. He's American. Um, so it's a it's a very um, it's a very it's very strict um I'm still, um, I'm still in north about, africa i'm still thinking about weirdest thing but a story yeah. after that you know um a few years ago we went to cuba for my birthday mm-hmm. and it was just super interesting because like my they thought my mom was like they were first off they didn't really think that my mom was black which was like a thing and then the next uh-huh. day you know, they were like talking to her and she was like no i'm like black <laughs> an american like i don't speak english or sorry i only speak english Oh, and, they thought maybe she was Cuban. Yeah. So it was like very uh-huh. interesting kind of being in that space because she always kind of has this interesting idea of her blackness when we're in America. But when we've mm-hmm. been to so many other places, because she is a little lighter skinned, mm-hmm. you know, it's an interesting, you know, space for her. Whereas yeah. me, since I'm a little bit more on the milk chocolate side, I yeah. kind of have this weird space as well. I think, the, like I said, the weirdest for me was China, but. Cuba wasn't really a problem for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, Cuba, because I mean, they have they have so many colors. Um, but so what what how does your mom feel about herself here? It's just it's more like, you know, I, I have um, like is she like 23 me like going down the line of like, you know, her background? Like what what is what what is her sort of relation to her mm. herself here as opposed to like when she's, you know, out in the world? Well, my mom is like, she's interesting. So she uh, was actually like homeschooled after like fourth, fifth grade. So her like exposure, like socially, in my opinion, is like mm-hmm. very different than a lot of other parents, just because I feel like homeschool kids, it kind of develop a little bit. You know, she had a very, she was selling jewelry at like 15, 14, you know, 16. She was very like entrepreneurial and stuff. So like, Mm-hmm. that wasn't the question, but I'm saying all this to say like, you know, she's always looked at her blackness and whatnot as like a very like interesting relationship to St. Louis because St. Louis is very mm-hmm. like black and white if you don't, aren't looking for the pockets. So yeah, she had to challenge herself more, especially as we've gotten more and more expanding like our worldview and whatnot and just more so understanding what blackness means for her and what it looks like on her and to the world because she constantly is like being challenged by that 
Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, in Haiti, it's it's like um, they make very everything is distinguished distinguished so like your hair grade to like your color like there's a name for everything or like in the dominican republic too they do that too where like you're indio but like you're this type of indio or like you're this type of like black is like the the last thing you want to be like in in dr um that's their issue but like um but yeah, so like I, I grew up with that kind of like, oh, she's, you know, in Haiti, like you're Grimel or you're Mulat or like you're, you know, you're, you're all these different things. Um, you're not necessarily black. I guess it, that's more an American concept. So well, and it's I interesting. Think, I think for, again, my mom and my grandmother had a lot of different religious experiences even before I was born. So, mm-hmm. you know, they went through, they were... Um, before my grandmother passed, she was a Hebrew Israelite. She was Islam. She studied like five percenter. Yeah. So she did all of that. So she had, she had gone, she had pretty much progressed. So she was a black Christian at first and then mm-hmm. was Muslim at one point. And then she went to Hebrew Israelism, which in St. Louis looks a little bit different than it does on one twenty fifth in New York. <laughs> um, and you know, so my childhood was very Afrocentric in the sense that like, I felt that like it was like superimposed on me, like blackness from like mm-hmm. a cultural standpoint because black Muslims in St. Louis are such an ingrained people identity where in black Hebrew Israelism is an identity there. So like my, it's an interesting world for me, like tied, you know, religion wise. And then I went to a Lutheran high school. So then that was like a whole, like, Oh, Oh, with the wasps. <laughs> it was all over the yeah. place. Oh, that's a shock to the system. <laughs> so it was just all over the place. Religion has always played an interesting part in my blackness, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, just because of where it has existed for me. And then you have us and then you have my uncle who is so, you know, so spiritual now. Yeah. Super supernova. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do the how do they how do they diverge the black Israelite versus the like um the I'm I'm thinking like Nation of Islam. Is that really is that what me on the spot here? So well I mean, so like just like thinking like of my childhood. So like Yeah. Oh my god, because we weren't I wasn't like the best paying attention when it came to that stuff. I'm a lot more spiritual now. I like to tell myself I've connected now with like, you know, the world elsewhere, whatever. Um, uh-huh. but like, for example, in my household when we were growing up, we were technically Muslim growing up, and in quotes again. So we didn't yeah, eat, you know, we, we didn't eat pork and- we didn't eat pork or whatnot, and we didn't really okay. eat dirt. my mom used to actually dress up and be covered and whatnot and do all that when she was younger. By the time mm-hmm. I came around, she really didn't do much of that. My grandmother yeah. was a lot more participating in that sense. And actually, you know, she had, a she pretty much only wore, you know, different, you know, cloths and whatnot. Yeah. By the time she was a Hebrew Israelite and whatnot. So whenever I went over there, it was like strictly vegetarian diet. It was like super kind of like, patriarchal kind of because it was like I don't it was like a lot of women and a lot of kids but like one man it was weird it was weird it was weird I'm not trying to knack on anybody for anything (laughs) it was just what I grew up with it was a who's the man who was that man was your grandfather well no 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 my grandfather 
my mom was born in New York. So my grandfather's okay. family is in New York. Um, he was okay. like the community leader. He was like the main oh, leader of oh. like the group. I don't know. I, I'm like trying to dig in my brain, but like I was a kid, my grandmother died when I was like 10 or 11. So this was like wow. around that time, but <laughs> this is a book. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Trying to uncover what and, and your mom doesn't really talk about it. Um, it's not so much that she doesn't talk about it. It's just that, like you said, it's a book and it's a lot of stuff, topics and discussions because we also talk about, my mom and my, I mean, my grandfather and my, you know, grandmother's dynamic in New York and then all of that stuff in St. Louis and then whatnot. It's really a story of a nomadic family because we've always been a nomadic family. My grandmother went on vacation to New York and married my grandfather and stayed and had my uncle and my mom and then left my grandfather when he, she, when my mom was like five and then went on the yeah. East Coast and came back to St. Louis. So nomadic. <laughs> wow and then and then you know years later your mom um is taking you to jamaica you guys are going to jamaica all the time right and well i haven't been to jamaica in years Hello. because i've kind of yeah. been boycotting it based off of just like i need to go somewhere else yeah um, so she doesn't even bring it up or do, or is sometimes she's like you know maybe, maybe we could just go to jamaica no she'll just tell me she's going to jamaica and i'll be like okay <laughs> <laughs> So it's so there is there's not like you can come if you want. No, there's nothing I like that. Her, she just I knows her a list of things that I want. I'm like, I want this, this, and this. Send it when you get them. Thank you. Yeah, like your 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 uh powder, your your drink it's powder. My Lasco. It's it's everything. <laughs> my chocolate Lasco. I swear by it. Nice. Okay, so where do you feel most at home? As a nomad and as a as a you know, coming from a descendant of nomads, like where do you feel at home? Well, I mean, part of the reason that I did decide to move to New York was that, you know, it's it's my roots. My mom and my uncle were both born here. My uncle mm-hmm. lives here now. Um, but like New York for me feels like it's the most home base. I feel like when I go to St. Louis, I enjoy the nostalgia element. So I enjoy like going to like my favorite food spots and like doing all of that and seeing all the stuff that I used to love and the cheap prices. Oh my God, I miss the cheap prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get, and get some fried ravioli. Exactly. Some Chinese food in St. Louis is probably the best Chinese food in the nation. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, okay. It's special. It's problematic because so people in St. Louis call Chinese food Chinamen. It's really problematic. It's really, I hate it so much. It's the, it's the most despicable thing in the world. I hate it. Like you'll yes. see, it's so jarring, but like, yes. it's like a thing. People, they like, oh, we're going to the Chinaman. And you're like, oh my God, people. I wish so much like, more for my people. I wish so much more for my people. But you, you know, but you I know. Pray the, for you. But pray it's, for it's you. real brown. It's, the rice is real brown. It's real greasy. Nice. It's real fried. Nice. You get a uh-huh. St. Paul. I love St. Louis food. But I also, chicken St. Paul. So that's like chicken on top of the fried rice or something? It's like egg foo young, but it's the chicken egg and like the egg foo young batter and then on bread. Uh-huh. Ooh. Oh, egg, and a sandwich. Exactly. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like, yeah, you have to like, I don't know, jog five miles, drink a gallon of water. I, am a, I mean, I am a huge, if anything, on top of traveling, I love food. So food drives a lot of my travel as well. Yeah. Um, and so that's definitely, for, so back to like the home thing, St. Louis for me, like has like the best 
food. Like, so that's what I feel home when I think about food wise. Um, yeah. When I think about home, that feels like it's just somewhere I can kick back and be myself and not be worried about anything else. That's New York. That's kind of, yeah. So it's weird because I feel like, you know, I definitely have elements that like still feel very St. Louis and whatnot in my life. And even elements like I spent, you know, from my time in Chicago, I still have elements like that that I still love. But Mm -hmm. New York is sort of an extension of St. Louis too, Chicago. You should never say that to do never say that ever out loud. They will literally attack you if you say something. (laughs) Um, Chicago is like up Midwest. It's like uh. how dare you? No, (laughs) different animal. But I love Chicago. I love y'all so much. And look, I'll be Mm -hmm. honest. I was in the Chicago suburbs because I know how y'all are. I was in Evanston. I wasn't in the proper Chicago city. Yeah. Well, yeah. You went to um. to Northwestern. Yeah, but you, and you can't uh-huh. claim you can't claim the city if you aren't actually in the city. My best friend is from a neighborhood, uh, uh, uh. a neighborhood called Oak Park, and every time she tells people that she's from Oak Park, they like give her a hard time. So <laughs> I'm like, never doing that. Yeah, you yeah. you ha- if you're from Chicago, you have to be from Chicago. You yeah. can't be from. You don't care about wherever. that in St. Louis. You can be yes. from the counties and claim St. Louis all day. And that's, yes. and that's and in New York, the rules are lax too, because this is what you have to be here for like 70 years and <laughs> claim it. Right, right. I, and it's it's funny that you say, because I, I haven't been in New York for, for like two years now. And I, I feel myself um, like, you know, when I think about like what home is and I, you know, I guess corny, like home is where the heart is. Cause like, you know, it is where my, my family is, my husband, my, my yeah. son, um, I guess with, um my family because I like um you know my parents my parents died they're in New Jersey the, they were in New Jersey their house is gone so like that memory is gone mm-hmm. our our place in New York is gone so it's just like um I I I guess I in a sense have and I've never been nomadic I've always had a place to go and now I'm just kind of I'm I'm here and sort of feeling uh, kind of a in a nomadic, like not really in a home mm-hmm. spirit. Almost like I'm almost like I feel like almost like that dad in Mississippi Masala, where he was always talking about like going back to Uganda <laughs> and going back to he he wanted to go back to Uganda the whole movie, and then finally he goes back to Uganda, and then he's not happy there because mm-hmm. he's not with his family Mm -hmm. and then and then he writes the letter to his wife and he was like you know my home is where you are Mm -hmm. and this yeah so it's like I feel I'm like oh I'm like the dad I'm not I'm not Sarita Chowdhury (laughs) I I wish I was but like but it's just it's just not it's just not what it is I'm the dad Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. yeah but uh but okay but like you you feel at home at in New York in Harlem in Manhattan oh for sure and 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 literally all of the above so it has to be very specific in Manhattan in Harlem in like my block like I feel so comfortable and even like when I'm away from my cats when I travel I feel so sad and like I'm like oh my god where are my animals I can't run my cats do you do you plan your vacations um like okay i can only be away for seven days because i need people to watch my my kitties no okay you just you you you'll go several weeks you'll you'll go somewhere somebody will watch them Mm -hmm. they'll be fine Mm -hmm. you just miss them Mm -hmm. nice okay i haven't been away from them now for no longer than 10 days so then i want to ask you also like your biggest concern when you travel 
how is blackness perceived and how will my version of blackness be perceived is always kind of how I go into a space. So that's even, really important. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even like going, so like I've been in a few places where I've been one in like a thousand or one in a million. So for example, when I taught English in China, that was me yeah. one in a million pretty much. Cause this town I was in was like 3 million people, but I was like clearly yeah. the only black person. Or when I, there are certain areas where they 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 have high African populations, but but not really. Right, and then especially in the place that I was in in China, it was like literally like a small town, in like the middle of nowhere. But um, yeah. then also like in Scotland, it was a similar thing, but in a different energy. So like because I was one black person amongst all these white people, but it was like how like English people treat Scottish people, like you yeah. know like the hierarchy of you know how like they. You know, there's hierarchies of white people. We know that. Right. And so right. when I was in Scotland, that exists. You know, there was a very evident space where, like, I was having conversations with people where they would be like, oh, we're not racist. We don't say the N-word. And they would say the N-word. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but you said it. <laughs> but but feel like it was okay because they, were having they a- are discriminated against. Right. And so they were having a conversation where they felt like they were talking to someone who wasn't necessarily a peer, but who was also living a marginalized experience. But then it was also weird because then there was also Scottish people who treated me like they were white and I was black. So it was like this weird energy of it's very like Joe Rogan. Yeah. It was a weird Scotland was a really weird space for me, but then like China was even weirder because whereas a lot of the stuff in Scotland was vocal, I feel mm-hmm. like I actually was physically touched and whatnot the most when I was in China. So that was kind of. So that's I was like, are you real? Right. You're not on my TV. You're and, not you know, Michael I, Jackson I on my got, TV. Do you play basketball? I got all of that stuff, you know, and at the time yeah. I was a little bit more, you know, the, 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 the sassy, you know, and full of life as I like to put it. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, you clap back. I was like, I'm not doing no basketball in this heat. And I'm just going <laughs> to teach y'all English and <laughs> teach you songs. Oh, because these are students. These are students asking you this. Yeah. Oh, exactly. okay. Yeah, you need to pay attention. Exactly. And I'm teaching you English by way of song because I would teach Yeah. Them. What I would do is I would have my lesson and then I would teach them a song, which was pretty much a Beyonce song or something. After yeah. <laughs> Sugar Mama. <laughs> There's a small class of Chinese children that know the words to single ladies just because of me. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so pretty much just stuff like that. But yeah, so wherever I go, I just think about my blackness and how it would be perceived. My specific brand of blackness is it for everyone. So how will that be perceived? Um, how much, how how am I going to code switch my way to being safe? Exactly. And not even code switch, but sometimes I feel like that in LA too. Am I going to have to dampen down the sassafras, you know, because that's not for everyone, unfortunately. So it's just a lot Mm -hmm. of different elements that I kind of think about just as far as safety, just especially because I have to watch my mother. So. That sounds like very stressful, but she's the best travel companion. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's a lot of fun. I think, I think, you know, I don't think you can, I don't think there's any type of travel relationship that's not going to have its highs and lows. I would much rather have those lows with someone who's 
a family member or someone who I mm-hmm. know that I'm going to have to really kind of duke it out with versus like a friend or something where I can kind of just be done with that person or we could, yeah. you know, it could escalate to a place that it does, you know, whatever. So I just feel like it's a little bit less kind of like it's stress, but it's not stress. Because you can have real talk too. You could be like, you know, I don't like when you're doing this, or like, mom, they're all looking at your pants. Like, you and know, like real you know, talk. I, is I don't a feel real like, good way to put uh-huh. it because the conversations sometimes get really intense because if we're angry at each other because it's like you need to pay attention, you know, it gets like that. So, yeah. And my mom, oh, wow. is so her stubborn bull ways get in the way of my like blunt Sagittarius ways and it's just like blue 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 fire yeah yeah but that's that's so sweet I think it's so beautiful that you travel with your mom um it's such a nice uh time there are memories that you're building you're seeing the world together I think about that I think about like how I'll I'll be perceived like if I'm in Beverly Hills if, for instance like because I live in in South LA so like you know if I'm if I go to I don't know South Pasadena like how am I going to be do I really want to go into this store like mm. you know I, I I think about that just you know being being even in in parts of New York too, like you know, you go upper Upper West Sides, it, you know, very similar. It's like anyway. I guess I I mean that's that's just how we have to live in order to stay safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's amplified when you're traveling. You're in a totally different situation. Maybe not even speaking the language, and so yeah. So you have to find you have to that that survival skills have to have to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you? So so then, in that sense, you have an itinerary. Like, or have you ever traveled without one? So most of the time, we travel with itinerary. We're pretty. We're pretty action-packed people so while we do have downtime we're doing a lot of stuff in the in between like the hours so we like to go do different tours and whatnot yeah Mm -hmm. so we kind of start building like an itinerary excuse me itinerary of like the stuff that we want to do the stuff we know like is famous for the culture or whatnot um Mm -hmm. like in thailand we took like a six-hour cooking class or something like six that. Six hours. Oh my God, it was amazing. It was so much fun. I had so much fun doing that. I don't know if it was, it was maybe four or six. It was somewhere over That's four so epic. hours. Yeah, it was like- What are you a, making? Oh my God, it was like several dishes. It was like 11 dishes or something. And like, we were just kind of like- chick, 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 cook, cook. Do you remember how to make any of these things? Well, they gave us the cookbook. So I have the cookbook oh, on Oh, wow. Here. Yeah, so one day if I ever get the like, the gumption to make the food, you know, I'm definitely going to do it. But I definitely have enjoyed taking cooking classes in the various uh-huh. places or some type of class or something when we go. Yeah. Okay. What, what, is there an, another country? You just came back from Egypt. Are you going away soon? Yeah, we are. We're going to uh, Brazil in a few months. <laughs> oh my God. That's one of my dreams. Yeah, that's so- like a bucket list. That Tokyo, these are like bucket list countries. So we're, um, going Korea. we're doing this uh-huh. in uh, April. And then we're currently wow. we're currently planning our December trip. So okay, but um, with COVID, like, how are you? Because Brazil's kind of uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's Top still light. on and popping. Trump light, yes. <laughs> it's like it's Florida. Trump light, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Trump light. Trump light, but like a huge country, and it's you know, it's it's definitely like um, you know. You can be black in Brazil and and comfortable, uh, but still, it's it's uh, you will stick out as an American. 
I think he um, said it though. It's kind of like how you, I mean, it's like how you have to exist in the places in America that we know are kind of being like, like when I go back yeah. home to St. Louis, it's kind of jarring seeing how, you know, lax people are with their stuff. And like, you're like, okay, but I'm going to wear a mask. And then they kind of look at you like you're crazy. And yes. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm trying to stay alive. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so. making it hard for me. Right. So I just feel like with any, like, especially with Brazil, it's going to be a type of place where we're going to just be super. And actually my mom had just gotten back from a wedding in Mexico and she'll be going, wow. she'll be going to Mexico and Belize before we go to oh no she just got back from mexico she'll be going to belize before we go to brazil i feel like she travels more than you she does i've gotten left behind i started i because i am a broke millennial i'm trying to raise coins and yeah and work you know work and you know my mom is retiring next year so she's kind of you know, a little bit free form as far as being able to kind of do whatnot. But she knows that she's not really allowed to do any of the big bill trips without me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind you go to Jamaica. I'm not really pressed. That she, like, she went to Mexico. I wasn't really upset, but I told her she couldn't go to any of, like, the sites and, like, the real like stuff. Like Chichen Itza. Yeah, she yeah. couldn't do that because I wasn't there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd love to go there, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, ha- she didn't do any of that. And so even, like, when she goes to Belize, she could do that. I don't care. But she... She was talking about going to Tokyo as well. And I was like, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you cannot leave me behind for that. So. Just a uh, last question before we play a game. Like, but bucket list is uh, you still want to go to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, where else? Um, my current selection of places that I really want to go to, like, just like, and kind of be there for it. Nigeria, like you said, is at the top. Kenya, yeah. obviously. I really want to yeah, like, I really want to do like cause I want to go to Nigeria for like the um the Afro spiritual elements so like the, the that stuff. I'm really into all of that. Um mm-hmm. but like the at the safari stuff, I want to do that like in the deeper parts of you know what Africa. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. That'd but I also awesome. really want to go to Greece. Um, yeah, I've been to Greece. Yeah, that's like the one place that I am like that part of <laughs> the world. Like the one place I've been, uh-huh. Yes. And then Turkey. I think those are the four that I'm like really. And then Australia. Yeah, that would be nice. But New Zealand. Yes. I love New Zealand. Like, see, look, you see, I'm like all over the place, but those are like the six that I like have that are like definitely. Yeah. I mean, New Zealand, that would be awesome. I'm really into birds. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool to see, to see some cool birds mm-hmm. in, uh, in New Zealand. The food um, would be really good too. Yeah. I don't even know like what food is like in New Zealand what, what do they have lots there? of meat and lots of fruit you know, oh. just, you know they grill a lot of food too oh okay oh so kind of like Brazilian Argentinian I, I, like oh, the it's barbecues all that, and... that same line of the uh, okay like, all right yeah I would live in Thailand I would live in Thailand I would live in wow I would live in London. I would live in Paris. Oh my God, Paris is so much fun. Yeah, amazing. But I would Paris live in Thailand great. for sure. Yeah, and Par- Paris is like super cool because it's also kind of like New York too. It's a walking mm-hmm, city. Mm-hmm. It's it's it has a lot of flavor. Not like London. It's uh, it, there's there's something like a little bit more London's like kind a little of dry yeah. flavor. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I spent like a month in London when I was in Scotland mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I liked London, but I was like, yeah, it's not really. It just ha- didn't have the same. Like, mm. right. 
Yes. <laughs> Paris has that. Paris, Paris has, that, has that vibe. I mean, but yeah. even like when I'm in Italy, like I feel like when I'm in, like I loved being in Italy and like we did so much, like we went to like uh, so many things and like I felt like I'm at my most luxurious and like Italy and like that type of, I want to be like in a flowy outfit with a bottle of wine and a, a long hat and like the lavender fields blowing in the very El- yeah andre leontali <laughs> exactly yes exactly. just kind of yes. going that way about it beautiful okay my my cousin um who lived in paris um had really bad experiences in italy and oh, no. thought they were very racist um, i hear that a lot and i've seen people. that i've i've seen i saw something like that on tiktok um like this woman had really bad experience in milan where she felt mm-hmm. like really uncomfortable mm-hmm. um but yeah i would also love to go to italy too um all these places i'm i'm so i'm so happy that you do these um these travelings uh i want to do these travelings uh maybe let's you know hope for the best we'll see um as we year three of the pandemic i know the panderosa has a hold on us <laughs> Woo, it's not leaving but but you're not afraid you're going well you're and just like i was afraid for the longest and i have been afraid and i am still afraid but again double mask goggles all of that goggles if you got to where do you goggle where do you goggle where do you wear the goggles sometimes on the plane sometimes wow yeah because it gets in the eyes (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay all right let's play a game okay game game So this is, I just really want to know if your euphoria opinions are the same as everyone else's. Now, um, you you love euphoria. I love euphoria. I do. You love- have a lot of opinions. I always like your opinions. Okay, uh, good. On, on euphoria. <laughs> I feel like my opinions are pretty on brand. So, you know, the second season of euphoria is out. We can all agree it's been a lot. Oh, my God. Um, there's a lot going on. Wanna- uh, this past... The last week's episode was a little a little tamer because we don't know what's happening with the the drug dealers. I'm just kind of like Maddie needs to whoop that ass. No, sorry for my language, but I just want yeah, yeah, Maddie, go, yeah, Maddie to on Cassie, yes, yeah, so on Nate too. I was so mad when he pulled that gun out on her. I wanted her to. Oh, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, that was that was uh very uh. John Cassavetes, like very like 70s movie where it's just like, come on. And he's like, you know, with the gun and like, you know, and she's like, oh, stop it. <laughs> um, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, do I think Maddie needs to beat uh, Cassie down? No, because Nate is a hot mess, and that to me gives me the information. If if I'm being held hostage in a bed with the Russian roulette game that I did not agree to play, I'd be like, okay, I have my answer. Cassie, have Nate. Have it's fun. Very with that. obvious. I just want to know who's in the writing room, and <laughs> how many women of color are in that writing oh, room? None, zero, absolutely zero. <laughs> because absolutely there are zero. several decisions that women of color would 
would do, but we cannot would not do at the same time. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I would not. I would. I mean, I love Euphoria. I would. I would love to uh, work on that show. Uh, but like, yeah, no. I think that they just have the one writer director, the guy who did um, Malcolm and Marie, mm-hmm. um, Sam Levinson. So like, mm-hmm. it's just his his thing. All of his, you know, whatever shit, just um, on the page. He needs to drink some coffee and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, and you know, talk to some women, talk to have a chat with the you know some black people. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know because you know, Ru's, know you know Rue's mom. I felt like that episode when Rue was doing all of that she was doing. I was just like, you know, it's good that Rue's mom has a lot <laughs> of patience and a lot of so much patience and a lot of restraint. She's so noble, noble black because- woman. Because, yeah. <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, no. I just was like, you know, at least just one good slap, you know, or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to get the belt. Like, I, I would have. That would. That's a belt moment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look, and a belt moment. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "You're not gonna scare me." Right. And then on top of that, she hit the. She hit um the the sister, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like. Oh, you hit my child. You touch Beyonce voice. You touch my child. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Like, what are you, what, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. Rue? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Whew. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And then she still hasn't told her mother that, like, she owes probably $10,000, $20,000 to the lady from the show Baskets. Like, she owes her so much money. And that woman is going to sell her into child, uh, you know, trafficking, sex trafficking, Mm -hmm. for sure. And with that, Um, I just think you're going to get sold (laughs) into child trafficking. You know, something like that, something casual. So it's so gentle. Like, you know, you're lucky you're a girl because you can you can uh, pay for your debts in other ways. Like I I was like, run. And then she, you know, then she fixed her the the morphine. That was that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, it was uh, a wild episode. episode. It was a wild episode. And they, they haven't done anything about that um since so i'm really curious how they're gonna tie that all together it's gonna be these last two episodes are gonna be so interesting so okay my first question first things first who does rue have a better connection with jules or elliot nobody (laughs) i hate both of them right now ew (sighs) and they're they're together in real life i totally ship them in real life yes Yes. But right now I hate them so much. <laughs> um, but if you had to pick one. Elliot. Yeah, I like Elliot. Although, like, I mean, 50, 57% agree with you. As they should. Um, but that doesn't yes. even make the 43% just are, want them to be together. <laughs> yeah, because, like, you know, that that was the relationship. And then the, at that, like, New Year's party and the lights, the glowing lights. No, on they, them, I, knew they, once, yeah. I knew once Jules left, Rue was going to be over it. But, like, I don't know, like, Jules was, like, she, like, went down on her for, like, two hours, and she was, like, oh, yeah, I feel, I feel something. And, like, I, I don't know, like, I, like, Jules, walk away. Like, yeah. it's the same, it's the same with Nate. Like, mm-hmm. Maddie, you have that information, you have that data, mm-hmm. walk away. Mm-hmm. You're, you're away, you know, re- rejection is God's protection, like, just go. <laughs> um. Okay, so, speaking of rejection is God's protection, who does Kat have the best friendship with? 
Matt. Oh, I love uh, her pressure let- with Maddie. Okay, let's pick Maddie. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Forty two percent agree with you. Oh wow, because yeah, I. Yeah, because I mean, Jules, Lexi, Cassie, whatever. Oh, like, those, there were more options than Lexi. I just kind of said Maddie because I knew that was going to be the one that I wanted to. Get. Yeah, because that's that's it. That that's her girl. That's her ride or die. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so Lexi and Fez should get together. I like Fez. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we we don't mind. Eighty nine percent agree. Yeah, yeah. they're. Okay, which one of these characters deserves more screen time? Gia, Ethan, Ashtray? I mean, I would watch an Ashtray show for sure. I think Gia deserves. Yes, I love Storm Reed. 38%. Was that the highest? Oh, oh, oh. No, no. Ashtray is the highest. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that, I mean, and I, Ash- And that's anti-blackness at its finest. <laughs> The only I sister, mean, Lexi is and Cassie are sisters, and we see more of them than we do of the actual main character and her sister. Right. Who also goes to the high school. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot about that. Exactly. About, justice. Yes. Justice for Gia. All we do is I, see her screaming and gooping at the eyes every time they need her to do that. She's like, nah, yeah, I know. There's more to her than that. Although I do love like that. There was that moment Coleman Domingo was like, you know, you can be angry at her. Mm-hmm. You don't, you like know. Yeah, yeah. That that was a good that that was a good moment. But yeah, um, I love how like um like during Black History Month they've been advertising like HBO like black shows, black stories, and like Euphoria is one of them. And I'm like, really? I guess. I mean, <laughs> Zendaya is the black story story i don't know anyway i mean it's a black experience but then even then you're like oh a white man writing this black experience and be yeah like, yeah it's like oh it's malcolm and marie all over again <laughs> okay which one of these relationships makes the least sense cassie and mckay that's a season one uh, joint. Cat uh, and Ethan or Maddie and Nate? I feel like the issue is that there aren't enough black men in sports at the school. <laughs> yeah. Or like, there are just like, so I just feel like Maddie and Nate don't really make sense. Yeah. She feels like she would be with someone else if she wasn't with Nate but she yeah she clearly does not need to be with Nate but I think the answer is gonna be uh what was the first one Cassie and McKay yeah I'm gonna go with Cassie and McKay yeah McKay's probably like on Bel Air or something right now I don't know (laughs) well that's where you should be well we gotta see him for that five seconds when he was in uh New Year's yeah. Oh, he was in the. He was in the. Oh, that's sad. So he was in the one episode. Well, that goes back to what um, face because apparently, what Sam the writer beats with like everybody on the show. Yeah, I saw something about uh, Barbie storming off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's always so he's he was beefing with the guy who plays McKay. Is mm-hmm. that what, is that what happened? That's wow. what I heard as well. Yeah. He, yeah. He seems very insecure, so I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Mr. Mr. Uh, Levinson. Okay. Um. So yeah, the highest was Cat and Ethan. 
Uh, 39%. Yeah. Um, Although that's another one. It's just that like, you know, Ethan, you have the info. Stay away from Kat. (laughs) Okay. Um, Even though I love Kat, but stay away from her. Um, Okay. Rue and Jules should have kept things platonic. Agree? Disagree? Agree. I guess just, yeah. Because of the drugs. Yeah. It just doesn't really make sense for them to be together anymore. Yeah. Yeah, um, she loves the. She's um, she's too messed up to be in in a love relationship. Seventy one percent agree with you. Um, McKay makes mistakes, but he wasn't terrible boyfriend to Cassie. Agree, disagree. I can't even remember what he did to her. Anything wrong? So uh, clearly, <laughs> someone's upset for no reason. Whoever wrote this. <laughs> so you agree? I guess. <laughs> Yeah, 73% agree. The 73% was like, whatever, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so Maddie and Nate need to stop getting back together. Agree. Agree. Yes. <laughs> there was, you didn't even give me an option for disagree. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. 94% agree. <laughs> I, I was just like, this is the one. Stay away. Stay away from Nate. Nate is bananas. He's a monster. Yeah. Uh, Nate and Cassie were wrong for secretly hooking up. Absolutely. <laughs> they were broken up, though. I guess. But best friend code. That's true. And clearly she didn't. And if you couldn't tell me on New Year's, then you knew it was wrong. That's true. If you. That's true. My thing is, if you think it's right, be bold in it. You know, yeah. If you're, right, I kind of did that. I kind of did that, and I, uh, I don't, I don't think she listens, so I, I can say it. But like, yeah, she was, she, I knew this person that was dating this uh, guy. They, she wasn't really that into him. Um, I hung out with him. Um, I never, I never told, and I did feel weird about it. I think I've done it twice. <laughs> I've actually done it, I've done it a couple times. Anyway. So they weren't they weren't with the other person anyway. But so what do, you, but, but, you right? Agree. So, but what? Do, and and as my friend, what did we talk about? Because I don't want to hear about you and this guy you're with, because that was my. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-mm. it's just it's the code, the code. What's the code? I guess I guess the code. Yes, the code. But then I'm like, you. But you broke up. You're on a break. But uh, but I, but then again, I didn't feel comfortable saying anything. Okay, so which one of these characters is your least favorite? Nate? Yes, mine. Kat, Cassie, Fez, Rue, Maddie, Jules, Lexi, or McKay? McKay again. McKay is like all over this quiz. Mm. Maybe maybe he needs to get some some parts in the Do show. I hate Nate more than I hate Cassie. Mm. It's hard. Yeah. Where's the father when you need him? Um, I know, right? Oh my God, Cal, o- OG monster. No, let's just go. I, I mean, everyone's good. Let's go with Cassie. I love Cassie. Okay, I love the um that like eighty sequence. Four percent say Cassie. <laughs> 53% of course is Nate. Okay, which I well guess clearly mine. Nate is mine too. I just feel like I thought people were going to be mad at Four <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah. What's the next one after that? Uh the the least 
Lex, Lexi and Fez are one percent. And then what was say that? that they're yep. least favorite? Well, who was that um, after after Nate? Uh, Nate was fifty three percent. After Nate McKay, like McKay, racism, anti blackness, <laughs> anti blackness yeah. is in full effect. Ooh, we're feeling it in this quiz, this BuzzFeed quiz. That don't even make sense. Uh, what did McKay do? <laughs> he did nothing. Like, give him, give him a role. Um, give him some more like meat to to chew on. Exactly. So, who does Jewel have a better connection with? I feel like we asked we we were asked this already. Anna, who I don't remember, <laughs> or Rue. I don't even know who Anna is. So just put Rue. Yeah. <laughs> who is Anna? Yeah, of course. It's 50-50. So some people know Anna. It may be from that may be from from um Jules like special that they had for Euphoria. I didn't watch Oh, it. when she was going to run away or uh, Yeah, I yeah, I didn't watch that. Were, yeah, I didn't I watch was it. Trying to watch this in die one and I don't have the time to be sitting it. How how am I sitting on somebody therapy session and I need to go to therapy. You know? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a bottle episode. Yeah, oh. yeah, in the diner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was acting like all caps for sure, but yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Who has the best style on the show? Cat, Maddie, Rue, Cassie, Jules, Lexi, Maddie. Yeah, Cassie had that rough uh, go with it. With it, that was the best scene where they were like, "Aren't you in Oklahoma?" She's. Like, <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah, yes, everyone agrees. Forty-three like percent, Maddie. That, one. that was a good one. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Um, Fez shouldn't have hit Nate at the New Year's party. Boss. <laughs> yeah, disagree. Yeah, no, he totally needed to hit him. Eighty-five percent say yes. Eighty-five times um, to hit him. Eighty-five times. Yeah, just yeah, just lobotomize him at the same time. So like, and lastly, which one of these characters is your favorite? Rue, Jules, Maddie, Lexi, Fez, McKay, Cat, Cassie, or Nate? Maddie. Yeah. I think it's obvious that that's going to be everyone's favorite. You know who the favorite is? It'll be Jules. Well, yeah, that makes sense too. Fez, 40%. Oh, wow. That's a lot. We're going to be having this conversation. Um. Yeah, like that. Yeah, forty percent love him. Twelve percent. Twelve percent are into Rue. Uh, McKay got zero. What is there to like about (laughs) Rue? There's nothing to like about her. She has a lot of heart. Eighteen. Uh, eighteen percent go for Lexi, and so the higher than Rue. People like Lexi. Lexi has nothing uh to offer. (laughs) She doesn't do anything. She's just like, ah, I'm going to make a play. Like, she doesn't, like, there's nothing really interesting about her. Where's, where's Cassie? I can't find Cassie. That's, that's about it. Okay. So we did it. We did. Yes. Um, so Matthew, well, my last question to you, like, what's, what is making you happy these days? Mm. Well, I'm really trying to reconnect with that. I've been kind of in a little bit of a low moment, so to speak. So yes, same, really, same. I'm just really trying to find that out right now. Um, I uh-huh. think I need to get back into some of the like hobbies that I used to enjoy when I like, like even like a year ago, you know, so just some cooking and some reading and some video gaming and just trying to stay busy. 
Nice. Same. Um, not the video games, but uh, but yeah, reading. I've been trying to read more. So I'm mm. reading normal people right now. Okay. I, I've had the book forever and I just I haven't read it. Um, I have Queenie that I need to I need to finally read. Um and uh and i i still haven't read uh uh vanishing half i well i just finished um i finished the rage of dragons which was the first book but then i can't remember what the second book was of this one series um by evan winters mm -hmm. who's this uh mm -hmm. black uh author from london but it's like mm -hmm. amazing because it's like this like world and like dragons but it's like black so like it's like a really dope um, oh wow and then i'm also right now i'm reading about fast fashion in this book called fashionopolis Fashionopolis. Uh, yeah so it's about uh -huh. fast fashion and like how about that, like zara yeah and like asos and like how that's all bad for the environment and whatnot um yeah. about, also i'm reading um anti-fatness as anti-blackness by deshaun harrison um, oh nice that's yeah, a really good one too so i actually just finished that one but i'm occasionally rereading that one just to kind of take some notes uh, yeah but yeah, those were really good ones that I'm reading. And it's about loving your curves. Well, yeah, and just about like how like anti-fatness and like the diet culture and like all of that is root rooted in anti-fat or anti-blackness. And like yeah. specifically like, you know, anti like like um black queer boys who are plus size and like just like lots of different elements and whatnot. It just like talks about um it's a really great book. It's a powerful piece. Oh, Deshaun Harrison. Belly of the Beast. Okay. Yeah. The politics of anti-fatness as anti-blackness. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, love mm -hmm. it. Thank you. Of course. I will check this out too. Oh, and Casey Lyman um did the uh the forward. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a yeah, there's a great um I'm, I'm gonna let you go, but like there there was a great um interview that um Casey did on revision. Mm um for for um new york times oh, it's wow, really yeah. amazing because um uh casey bought all of um uh, their books back mm. spending more than than they got in their book deals to wow. get their to get their rights back so that they could revise if they if they so decide so wow. i thought that that was um that was really amazing so anyway I will check this book out. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I've had an epic talk. Yes. Uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye. Bye.